If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A Radio Info Raw Edit podcast. The conversations behind our reports. Kieran Davis, congratulations on a successful year. Net profit after tax of about $33 million, revenue up 16%. Not a bad year. A great year, to be honest, um, you know, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, we, we achieved a number of, of milestones from, from a strategic perspective that we'll talk to. But I think really the important thing to, to get across is, is the good news that this result is for the industry of radio. Um, you know, advertising is, is coming back. Quarter four revenues were similar to quarter four 2019, which is the, the benchmark that we all seem to be to be looking towards. Audiences to radio continue to grow, and, and radio's role in the advertising mix, communications mix, is, is as strong as ever. You know, our margins increased uh, with the returning revenue, and we expect that trend to continue into 2022. So a lot of really good positives for our business, yes, but also, I think, for, for the radio industry as well, because... Our role has never been more important from a content perspective, and, and thankfully, with revenues returning, um, you know, we'll see a lot more um, growth for the industry coming in the next 12 months. Yeah, well, we hear a lot about the, the revenue ups and downs, and hopefully revenue will return, and it's really COVID and the effect of COVID. In fact, um, I think COVID's personally affecting you right now, isn't it? I am, so apologies for the... Um, for the uh, quality of this uh, broadcast because I'm actually in the car on the way home. I've just been informed that um, one of the kids in the house is positive, so I'm on my way to spend seven luxurious days at home. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> well, let's uh, hope you're okay and that um, delivering meals to the closed door of the child with COVID is successful <laughs> for them as well as you. I know. Please, God. Well, if I'm going to get it, I want to get it today, not in six days' time. Yeah, true enough. You reported a bit of a wobble in the results presentation today for ad bookings this month, um, presumably due to COVID. What's going on there? Yeah, I, I, I think even a wobble is probably too strong an adjective. Um, the, the, what we've seen is that bookings have moved into sort of March and April. And, and you're right, it is the tail end of COVID as businesses are you know, still dealing with staff shortages or, or supply issues. But, but they, they're coming towards the tail end because, you know, we do have some key categories in entertainment and food and beverages, hospitality, where they don't have full staff. They might be doing breakfast and lunch or lunch and dinner, but they're not doing breakfast, lunch and dinner. But thankfully, with borders opening, with restrictions easing, uh, with, with back to work coming through where, where possible, in my case, not, um, you know, that, that, that if, if there's consistency across federal and states in terms of how those restrictions roll out and stay in place, then I think that that would help bring back normality in life, which, which is, can only be good for radio advertising as people get out and about and, and do more in normal context. Yeah, definitely. I want to look at your revenue breakdown. Local revenue is about two-thirds of the company's income, national revenue about 28%, and digital revenue about 5% when I look at the figures. 
But digital revenue is your fastest growing segment, up 18%. How are you balancing keeping existing revenue streams, which are pretty much mostly broadcast radio, while still expanding digital for the future? We're, you know, as an industry, we're doing a very good job talking to the strengths of radio in that audiences are still growing. Um, radio's role in the advertising mix is, is still very well regarded. Uh, it, it's a call to action. It's a return on investment. It's a retail-driven message. It's a very good secondary planner, multiplier planner to TV, out-of-home, digital. We're doing a very good job showing the engagement of audiences with content and with advertising. And radio's share of advertising over the last 15 years in Australia has always been between that sort of 7, 7.5% and 8, 8.5%. And, and, and that will stay. From what we're hearing with agencies and talking to brands and CMOs, the role of radio in communications mix is really, really strong and powerful and not diminishing. And I think as an industry, we have to keep proving that and showing that. And I think we're, we're, we're doing a very good job with that. The interesting thing is that we're able to prove, because of, of apps like iHeartRadio, we're able to prove that people are listening to podcasts at different times to radio. Podcast usage um, is, is very much in the later afternoon, early evening, weekends, when people have more time. And surprise, surprise, that's at a time when radio listening is, is not as strong. The role our talent plays at, at breakfast and the role that radio plays in terms of listenership at breakfast and morning and drive, that's still as strong as ever. But they're moving into different forms of audio at different times of day. And, and I think the really key thing to, to get across, which we, again, we, we talk to clients and brands and CMOs a lot about, is that radio is unique in that it's, it's something that you do when you're doing something else. You're in the car, you're, you're, you're going for a walk, you're in the gym, you're at home, you're in the office. You know, you, you are not using podcasting at a time when you're eating into radio. Netflix is eating into free-to-air TV, for instance. That's not happening in audio. It's very complimentary. And I think as a result of that, we're able then to sort of target that more digital revenue, which is 50% of the ad market, while not affecting or cannibalizing radio. And that's, that's a key thing that the industry needs to do and keep doing over the next few years. But it's been a good start so far, in my view. Yeah, audio's the only medium where you don't have to look at a screen to get the full effect. Yep, absolutely. Switch the world off if you want to. Yep. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, let me delve into a couple of things you mentioned in today's presentation, um, some of your uh, growth areas. You want to grow podcasting. We've kind of talked about that. You also focused on live radio streaming. Yeah, and, and you know, you look at the explosion of, of smart speakers engagement and, and listening to radio. Um, that, that's a, a very strong piece as well. And, you know, with, with the trial that's going on with, with GFK, with the ability maybe to break out live streaming down the road, that, that potentially offers a, a new revenue stream with, with higher CPM um, for, for, for all radio operators. So it, it's something that we are very cognizant of that we're watching. You know, getting people to sign in on an app to listen to live radio is going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about that. Um, but if they do, you, you can drive three, four times higher CPM if, if that is possible. So it, it's an area where, 
Uh, podcasting will obviously be the fastest growing one and, and maintain that level of growth. But down the road, I, I think there's a new revenue stream for radio operators for streaming. Oh, yeah, good point. Talking of new revenue streams, you're planning to get more ears and get more money out of 15 to 29-year-olds with your plans for The Edge. Tell me about them. Well, The Edge is, is technically a regional station that we own in Sydney. Um, and because it's regional, it doesn't form part of Metropolitan Surveys. But we know it has a unique place in the consumption of, of radio in, in sort of in Sydney because it's really the only station that, that sort of targets that R&B hip-hop genre, which is the, the, the leading genre worldwide musically and in Australia too. We know through the social engagement that we have and the numbers that we see coming through that the format is, is really well liked. But equally, we know that, that if we were to try and relaunch the edge as something different, it can't be just the old radio model, which is why we've, we've researched a lot around the consumption habits of, of that demographic. We've recruited content specialists who are familiar with providing and distributing content to that age group. And we've also recruited commercial people who have spent a bit of time working with brands who target the audience on a much more partnership level, uh, a much more integrated content piece. We're, we're, we're very excited by, by what that could do. Um, we're, we're going to roll it out nationally. Um, yes, it's going to be available, obviously, on, on FM in Sydney and DAB. But more importantly, uh, it's about creating content that can be consumed across all platforms of, of media that, that 18 to 29 year olds consume media on. Um, and we're probably going to launch that towards the end of March. So that's, it's been a busy time for that team, but, but exciting and looking forward to seeing what that can do. Because as you know, um, you know our KISS brand celebrates and, and targets more um, 30 to 45. Pure Gold tends to be 45 plus. So if, if we get this right, there's a real opportunity to build a new audience for us and a new incremental revenue. So what came first, uh, Mikey and Emma leaving or the new strategy and they they decided to jump when they heard about it? Oh, it, it was a bit of both, really, to be honest. I mean, we were sorry to see Mikey and Emma go, but, you know, they, they have a very successful form of broadcasting. They're, they're very good at it, um, but it, it probably just didn't fit where we want to take the station going forward. And, and I'm glad to see that, that, that they're, they're staying together and working elsewhere, to be honest. You also talked about ARN Regional, the new name for your grant broadcaster station acquisitions. We've talked about that in a lot of detail, so I won't spend lots of time on it. But now that you've had those stations for a few weeks, is the strategy pretty much as you had assumed it would be? Uh, the strategy is, is pretty much as you assumed it would be. I think the really encouraging thing is, is the level of enthusiasm that that I've seen and heard within not just the, the ARN metro business, but the ARN regional business as well. You know, it, it's you know, talking to a few of the, of the guys there, uh, everybody sees the opportunities, everybody's excited about the potential. You know, we're going to be bringing together maybe 150 odd people in a few weeks' time to sort of get to know each other, introduce the two networks together and, and start building relationships. So it, it's actually really exciting and, and we're, we're, you know, we've a good integration roadmap. We're, we're not going to run too fast, too quickly. We're very clear on the priorities that we have because we don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. But but so far so good and, and you know it's a cracking business as we knew it was. Uh, we had a board meeting the other day and Alison joined the board and, and offered very good insights that she continues to do more regularly with, with the management team. Um, so I'm I'm really pleased with, with how the first few weeks have gone to be honest. And what about four KQ? How's that sale process going? Uh, we kicked that off on the fourth of January when, when we when we acquired uh, completed grant broadcasters really, again, encouraged by the level of interest that we've had. Uh, Jeffrey is 
uh, are running the process for us. For us, um, we've had a number of, of NDAs signed. We have a management presentation that that's ready to go. And, and I, you know, I'm encouraged by the the span of people interested. Um, and, and obviously, it's early days, but we're targeting sort of the end of quarter three to have that process done. And again, early days, but I don't see any reason why we shouldn't have that done. So you've got a span of people. How yeah. many is that? Um, it, it, it's high single digits. Okay, good. Um, and I, think, you know, I think it's worth saying again, and I know you and I did speak about this, we're sorry to see 4KQ go. It's a, it's a cracking station. It's got great heritage in the market. It's got really good talent and, and people working on it on and off air. Um, but, but obviously with ACMA rules, we have to. But, you know, we, we're, we're, we're sorry to see it go. And Soprano was also mentioned in the presentation. I thought you were selling that. Uh, we still are looking to sell. We're a 25% shareholder in, in that business. Uh, we got close to a transaction, closing a transaction last, late last year, middle of last year. But um, for whatever reason, we, we didn't. Uh, we, we, we walked away. Um, we own 25%. The, the, the founder owns 75%. We've been in the business for 25 years. It's a global CPAS. Um, operation that, that doesn't have any synergies to, to a localized audio offering, if you like. Um, but, you know, our balance sheet is, is positioned, you know, very strongly. We, we think we'll be less than one time leverage at the end of the year. We're not in any rush to sell. We have a, a, an expectation on the value that we want to realize after 21 years. And, and you know, CPAS valuations have come off a fair bit in the last six months, um, which might impact valuation if we were to sell today. So, we're not in any rush, but we still engage and have engaged Macquarie to, to, to look at potential buyers. There is interest. It's a fantastic business. You know, it does 30 million of, of, of EBITDA. And, and there are many, you know, businesses, CPAS businesses around the world that have that sort of margin on 110, 115 million of revenue. We've invested a lot more in R&D in the last uh, 12 months um, to, do, to, to sort of build the roadmap for the next three to five years particularly actually in the area of, of audio AI for, for market communications, which is interesting. But, but overall, we're not in any rush. If the offer comes out, it's right up and we'll take it. Uh, and, and ideally, we would look, be looking at a, a cash transaction as opposed to a script transaction. Kieran Davis, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Steve. Talk to you soon.